Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions live this afternoon. We're live on the Grace FM radio network. We're live on the Radio by Grace network. And we're airing one week delayed on all the other stations, Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio. And we're grateful that you joined us. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon, 303-690-3000. And we are live. Isn't that great? Live on the radio talking about the things of the Lord. And technology is a, a wonderful gift. We're very grateful uh, when it works, and most of the time it works, no problem. And then right when you want it to work, at times it falls apart, and then it requires you to walk by faith. And that's an important part of life, is to learn how to walk by faith, trusting Jesus moment by moment, Jesus would describe that in John 15 as abiding in him. As you abide in him, he abides in you. So let's talk about what's on your mind. Let's pray uh, for each other. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. We got a prayer request that came in uh, this afternoon, and it is uh, from a sister actually in our church, Amber. She wanted prayer for her husband, Jason, uh, who is in the latter uh, stages of his life. Um, the report this morning uh, was that he is just hours away uh, from meeting uh, the Lord face-to-face. And so we want to pray for Jason, uh, his parents, his siblings, his wife, of course, his son, Joshua, uh, and just the lives that this young man has transformed through in Aurora and beyond. Uh, just the stories of how God redeemed him and changed him, and in moments he'll be able... One of the things he was sharing uh, is uh, be, uh, sharing with his wife previously, uh, growing up as a believer, is that he just he's just into the crowns. He's a very competitive young man, and he wants to serve the Lord for the crowns. He wants as many as possible to throw at the feet of Jesus, and it won't be very long now uh, before he throws his crowns before the very feet of Jesus in great joy and adoration. So, Father, we pray for the George family right now and everyone connected, Amber and her parents and uh, her family and Joshua and the, the fan, just all of them, Lord. We, we know and uh, understand um, that it's appointed once for a man to die and then the judgment and uh, the, this debilitating disease has taken its toll on this precious young body. And we pray, God, that you would strengthen uh, the weak and that you would uphold the faint-hearted, 
uh, as um, love is given to the George family, that you would encourage in these final hours, um, God, may you be glorified, and may the testimony of Jason continue on uh, beyond any of our wildest imagination. And I thank you in thinking of his connections uh, all throughout Aurora and beyond. Unbelievable. Just a faithful brother who is very close to finishing his race. And so God, a special anointing of grace today upon that home in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000. We're going to go over to Las Vegas now. Armando, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm good, Armando. What's up? Um, so I did call for a prayer. Okay, you know, great. I, uh, so I had called yesterday, Okay. and I was real distraught. Uh, my, mm. um, and the pastor who was on yesterday really helped me by saying, you know, just continue to walk as Jesus walked. And the reason I say this is because, um, you know, I've been struggling with addiction, and yeah. I've only been recently saved, and um, and I relapsed. Okay. And I and I felt like I fell out of Jesus's grace, and and I wanted to try to earn my way back in, but I, I knew it wasn't about works. And so what he told me was, just continue to walk as Jesus walked, as it, as it says in Colossians. Um, and so today I called. You know, it's always a, a, a blessing to hear your voice. It actually, mm. I, I get joyful. And I thought, ah, I just called yesterday. I probably won't call again. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, I appreciate hearing your voice. Um, and so anyway, today I just called to what he said yesterday really helped. It helped Good. me put my put faith and trust in that Jesus will do what's best for me. Yes. And so today I'm calling to ask for prayer. All right. To... Uh, to help be delivered from addiction. Yes. I don't know if it's a spirit or not, but help be delivered from it. Yeah. And that my heart might desire uh, what God loves and yes. hate what he hates. That's a good prayer. You know, the, the good news, I have some good news to share with you, and that is you already have been delivered from that addiction. Uh, the, the power of Jesus Christ rests upon you and rests within you. And your response uh, all, all that all that is needed to experience the deliverance that's already yours is to live it, just like right now. You know, in the I know it doesn't seem significant, but it really is. You're on the phone right now. Uh, you're not drinking. You're not doing any drugs. You're talking about the things of God. Um, you're sober in the moment, like you are not participating uh, in that sin. And life really is accumulation of a lot of these little moments. Uh, minutes become hours, hours become days, days become weeks, weeks become months, and before you know it, you know, you've got a lifetime, um, and a, a, a new destiny that you're living out that's yours by faith. The problem is, and here's the problem, it's not that you need to be delivered, it's that you need to learn to die to yourself, um, that you learn to live in the power of the Holy Spirit to, like for example, Armando, I know this is silly, and it's not entirely uh, possible, I mean, I guess. I mean, no, it's not impossible with me, but I say, okay, Armando, uh, you are a millionaire. Now, if I, if I, like you and I are talking right now, okay, Mondo, you're a millionaire. What are some of the mm-hmm. thoughts that come to mind? Right now? Yeah, right now, this moment, <laughs> you and me. Um, I, 
No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, your immediate response is, no, I don't have any money. What are you talking about? And then yeah. in that conversation, I'll say, hey, bro, I've got a million dollars for you, Armando. Mm. And then your next response is, no, I don't think so, Ed. You're just some radio guy. And, and, and then I go, no, it's in this bank in Las Vegas. Mm. Mm. And you go, no, no, there's not. And I'm, I'm telling you, go down to this corner of this street. There's a bank right there on the corner. Uh, I want you to go in and give them this account number with your ID. And, mm-hmm. and you're, you're still fighting me all the way, all the way, all the way, until mm-hmm. finally I'm like, dude, if you want the million dollars, trust me. And that's going to kick in. I mean, again, your first response, and it's not an, it's not an unusual response. It's mm-hmm. actually quite normal. You're talking uh-huh. to some guy on the radio. He offered, of course, yeah, you don't know what you're talking. No, and that's not true. That, and th- those could even be all really relatable truths of the past. Mm-hmm. But God is greater than some guy on the radio. And he says to Armando in Christ, he says this, you are a new creation in Christ. Amen. All things that be passed away, and behold, all things that become new. And look, look at wow. your responses. No, Ed, or no, God. I just did uh, X, Y, Z the other day. I'm still battling. I'm still struggling. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true. That's your response. It doesn't change the truth. Mm. And that's it's good. still, it's you still are a new creation. the The real question is not what God said. God said is tr- He's 100 percent true, holy, and accurate. The real issue is, when does Armando want to enjoy it? Mm. When does he want to access it? When does he want to, you know, again, if you want, you're not, you're not, you're not working for your salvation. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it does require works on your part to enjoy, right. to follow through. Just like you said, that prayer, we're going to pray in a moment, that you would love mm-hmm. what God loves, that you would hate what God hates. Well, that's going to take yeah. some effort. And some energy on your part. It's going to take okay. this idea of I don't want to. I don't want to live this way anymore. I, I don't. I don't want to deal with the consequences anymore. I don't want to deal with guilt and shame anymore. I want to to take a bath every day in the Bible, where it says that if I confess my sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse me and wash me and take away all unrighteousness. First John one nine and and you know I think I I I. I can relate to the battle of the flesh and the spirit. You know, I've been sober 33 years now by the grace of God, by, by his faithfulness, by the grace of God, moment by moment, day by day, I am living in the deliverance of God. And it's yours, just like it is right now. It's another hour, another two hours. Um, you learn to live a new life um, that's different than the life that was surrounded and identified by drugs and alcohol. Thank you, brother. That's good, man. Father, I pray for my brother. I, I agree with him that he would love the things that you love, God, that he would hate the things that you hate, and that he would respond to your great power and your great love. He would respond to um, he would respond to your sense of presence in his life. And I pray, God, that you would fill Armando fresh with your spirit right now and keep him sober today. Let's just live for today. We're not going to worry about tomorrow, but we're going to live for today. And all the triggers and all the worries, all the anxieties, all the habits, 
all the fleshly responses, I pray God would be undone. Just like there's a little button on my email that says undo. I pray God that the habits of his life, of his flesh, would be undone as he submits himself to you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that. Stay in touch, man. Bye-bye. I will. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Here's a quick text question. Pastor, I listen to your show quite often. I would like to request prayer for my three kids that are grown to see them come to the Lord, and his youngest is sick. And so, Father, I pray for these three grown children. I mean, aren't we all just children of our parents, no matter what our age are? And I pray, God, for the sick one, that you bring healing. I pray for all three, God, that they would, whatever it takes, you would bring them to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 303-690-3000. We're going to head over to Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Joseph, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Joseph. Okay, good, good, good. Hey, so I'll keep it short. Uh, basically, I'm a student at a theological seminary okay. school um, on an accelerated program. Uh, I've already completed two courses, Prelude to Biblical and Theological Studies and Interpreting the Bible. Okay. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal read, phenomenal, phenomenal work. Uh, I have learned so much edification has, has come quickly. Um, it's, it's a great way to approach the scriptures, you know, um, not necessarily spontaneously, but objectively. Sure. And uh, and my my question really is, what is your advice um, for one? After I earn my bachelor's degree, do you suggest that I go and uh, focus on experience in the church before pursuing a master's, or do you do you suggest I continue my uh, and further my education more right away, and then take all that knowledge and, and utilize it through application? I think that the answer is both. If you have an opportunity to obtain education, I would tell you, just like I told my kids, you know, get as much education as you can, as fast as you can, as cheap as you can. Uh, and if you have an opportunity to both obtain your education and live it out practically week by week within the context of a local church family, that that's the best of both worlds. I mean, that's a, that, that's a phenomenal opportunity that isn't afforded to many people. So if you can do both, um, I would do both. I think if you have the opportunity to get an education right now and you're in that stage of life, you know, absolutely obtain that education. But I wouldn't see them necessarily in conflict. I would see them as two different streams of education. The practical uh, provides its own, you know, service and ministry, provides its own uh, teaching to us. Um, in a very real way. And of course, the didactic or the classroom setting uh, gives us the knowledge and insight that helps us build our thinking and open ourselves up to understanding the Word uh, and walking in the Spirit. So my answer would be both. Um, if you're able to to study, to show yourself approved, while at the same time exercising what you're learning, man, that that's a, that's a double dose of powerful education. You have the gifted, godly teachers and professors filled with the Spirit teaching you, and then as you're practically serving, you have the Holy Spirit teaching you personally. Um, I would do both if I could. 
Yeah, um, I have my GI Bill paying for both the bachelor's degree and master's degree. Oh, man. Um, Good for you. Yes. Yeah, so that that's a blessing in itself. Um, and I have the opportunity right now uh, for my wife and I. We have three kids. I have the opportunity to do it from home. Yes, um, but even just, better. Just to keep it, because I know you have other questions. My next and last question, my concluding question would be, uh, what is one warning you have for somebody in my position? Um, you know, you hear about many false teachers and, and false teachers. Not that that's what I want at all. Sure. I, I know that sound doctrine is actually not very popular at the moment. And I would love to be able to, to learn this in a way that could possibly be intriguing to those who uh, are just tired of, um, un, 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 you know, teachings that don't produce really any, any fruits other than lies. So uh, what, what is one warning you, you have uh, possibly differing from the warnings of the authors in Exploring Christian Theology, Volume 1? Well, I have a couple of warnings. They're probably general in sense. While you're in seminary, growing and learning so much. I want you to remember this. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And so my warning to you is, is the more knowledge that you gain and learn and grow in, don't think it's that big a deal. It's really not. It's just knowledge. Knowledge has a way of making us prideful and arrogant. It has a way of separating us from those that have less knowledge. So just be op- be be willing. And that's why I think your first question was very insightful, whether you recognized it as such or not. You talked about learning and serving. And, and when you're learning and serving at the same time, you're gaining knowledge that we all do. We're supposed to grow in knowledge uh, and grow in understanding, but love is where it's at. You know, Jesus, God in human flesh, he when he saw a need, he took a towel and he washed his disciples' feet. He took the place of the servant, the lowest place in the home. And so, warning number one is just be careful with knowledge. Um, it's it happens pretty imperceptibly that over time we become very prideful and arrogant because we know more. And, and it's true for anything. It doesn't even have anything to do with seminary necessarily, because remember, the church in Ephesus, they were enriched with every spiritual gift, according to the letter of Ephesians. But about 30 years later or so, Jesus writes a little post-it note, and he says, you guys left your first love. Wasn't that, what has happened to you? Um, and I'll tell you what happened. They just drifted off and forgot that love anchors us uh, in the Lord. And then the second warning that I would give you, uh, just sensing the holy, there's a lot of things to say, is don't think you have forever. Don't live like you think you have forever. You don't know what a day will bring. And so in your commitment as a dad, or excuse me, as a husband, as a dad, as a student, as a servant in your church, just remember to seek God first and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And don't neglect don't neglect those that are closest to you. You don't have tomorrow promise, so make the most of every day in the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm going to listen to all that and actually apply it, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, hey, before you hang up, because we're live on the telephone right now, I want you to, I, I want you to I'm going to ask Kevin to put you on hold, and then he's going to get your address, and I'll send you a couple books we put together. I know you don't need any more reading, but it's not that kind of reading. Real simple stuff. But real practice, some of the practical things we do 
of people. If you were in our church, this is the track we'd put you on. Um, okay. And so uh, I'll put them into your hands as gifts and, and um, you know, read them, and you can give me any feedback you have. Okay, thank you so much, yeah. All right, yeah, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my, my brother in Pennsylvania, God. I pray that you would uh, help him to grow in all that you've called him to be, Lord. We're thankful for the resources to think that the U.S. government is paying for his theological education. We thank you for that. But we also thank you for his service and for his commitment to our country and to serve us. And, and so now, God, make him the man you want him to be. And I pray in particular, just over my brother Joseph, that I know the path of discipleship will be a path of pain, will be a path of difficulty, it will be a path of self-denial. And so I pray for my brother as he walks that path, that he will be determined to finish his race. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. All right, bro, I'm going to put you on hold. 303-690-3000. Let's stay East Coast, Baltimore, Maryland. Christina, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my first time listening. and um, Oh, wonderful. I've, I've, been, I've been stuck in my vehicle for the past hour. Oh, boy. And um, I just know it's a time I, I want to put in a request for our nation, our cities, our countries okay. to be praying for our homeless population. Um, I'm a I'm a babe as a minister, and I have a heart mm. for the underserved and the homeless. Okay, um, I'm very passionate about ending it, and um, I just want to put as much prayer in the atmosphere as possible for this um, population of individuals that we be the solution that God call us to be. Father, I pray right now in agreement with my sister, who has a great desire to see things changed on a very local level, um, the people that she's closest to, beginning there and then branching off throughout our country. And so I agree with my sister, with the ministry you've called her to, the commitment, the heart that she has, that, Father, you would grant her the desires of her heart in taking the gospel to the vulnerable populations, to ministering practical help to the hurting. And I pray blessings upon her as we get to join her stuck in her car for this hour, that it would be an edifying, encouraging time for her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Got an open line. Take advantage of it. 303-690-3000. Let's come back to Colorado. Sergio, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? Hey, it's going well, Sergio. I was wondering if I could get a prayer request. Sure. Um, I have a cousin right now uh, going to be transferred from Lafayette to, to Longmont United Hospital. Um, okay. He's got a uh, cirrhosis on his uh, on his liver. Okay. And we're hoping for 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 healing. Father, and, um, let's pray right now. Let's get right to it. Father, I pray with for Sergio, alongside uh, of Sergio, I should say, for his cousin in hospice and care of concern being transferred um, today, God. We pray according to your word that you would bring healing into his body. We pray, God, in agreement with you of what you want to do in, in uh, his cousin's life. And I pray for all those connected, just like Sergio. It affects so many people. And I pray that uh, you would 
uh, feel uh, in a new, fresh way, God, that those connected to Sergio, that our eyes might be brought to you in full submission, in caring concern for what you have, um, what your will is, and along the way that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, let's, let's see here. Let's see if we have. All right. We got some call processing going on. Taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000. Um, I see a text that's come through. People connected to Jason George. Um, I want to let you know that <clears throat> we've been ministering to Jason. I just uh, visited him this afternoon, him and his family. Uh, and so we do know, uh, and we do solicit your prayers for the family uh, and for the whole situation. So thanks for texting um, an update. 303-690-3000. Uh, 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. Let's go over to Texas now. Texas is Miguel. Welcome to the program. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Miguel. What's up? Uh, I just calling the. I, I just. I, I'm. I'm way out here in the plains, and I was just picking up some cotton seed and uh, turned on the radio, and I heard y'all, and it was That's bless awesome. my heart. So uh, I just wanted you to y'all to pray for me and my wife. Sure. Uh, we just need strength, you know, and we just took on uh, four children. Uh, 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 that we adopted. Yes. And, uh, they're, you know, they, they, they've come from a rough life. Yeah. And we already raised six of our own. Okay. And we just, uh, we just need, uh, help. We need okay. prayer to God lead us with these children too, you know? Yeah, you bet. And, and sh- show them the, like Jesus said, he, that he's the way. That's right. He's the truth, you know? And, but the, the little boy doesn't want to eat hardly anything right now. He's two years old, and we're a little concerned. Okay. Yeah, well, let me pray for you. First, let me just say you're one of the unsung, really unknown heroes that don't get any attention on the news, don't even want the attention. Um, but, you know, when everybody's talking politically and and when it comes to adopting and fostering and, and even in the abortion rhetoric and debates— um, many times the Christian community is is accused of not doing anything to help and not doing anything to serve. And, and then we have a brother that's out uh, on the plains of Texas who's made a decision, a very big decision, to bring in these four children into his home uh, with all the challenges and all the difficulty. And, and yeah, maybe, maybe a lot of people don't know your story. Maybe a lot of people don't understand what you have, uh, what you've chosen to do, um, what you've what, what sacrifices you've made, even though you probably you guys probably don't see them as sacrifices, um, the the Lord knows, and and He recognizes. And one day at the bema seat, you'll be rewarded. Imagine that, rewarded for your faithfulness to God here. So, Father, I pray for Miguel. I know that uh, it, there's so much going on, so many challenges with these children, Lord. Uh, we, he prays for a special anointing of help, a special unction of Your Holy Spirit to enable him and his wife to love these children, to show them the pathway, Jesus, to show them 
that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through you. And so I pray you give him all the financial, all the spiritual, all the physical, all of the needed resources to raise these children in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank, thank you very much. God bless you, brother. Stay in touch. Give us updates every now and then, would you? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're coming up on the break today, first and only break of the show. Uh, this is Calvary Live, originating from here at Grace FM Studios in Aurora, Colorado. Heard all around the country, Radio by Grace, Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock, Grace FM here up and down the front range. Hey, text me 720-336-0897 or call me. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. You've tuned in to Calvary Live. It's the name of the program. Whatever station you're listening on, we're grateful to be a part of your life or a very small part of the huge work that God is doing in your life. My name is Ed Taylor. Uh, You can reach me at edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, which is a eastern Denver suburb. We've been here for 22 years and serving the Lord. Uh, God brought us out here to plant a church uh, and to begin. Um, We had fully intended to come out and start from scratch, but we ended up connecting with a group uh, that was a small outreach of another church here on this side of town. The church was in Littleton, but they were doing an outreach here in Aurora. And we came out, met with them, and eventually that group of people, about 30, were, I was given the opportunity to lead them. And so we immediately, uh, within about six weeks, started Sunday morning services and launched a brand new church, Calvary Chapel Aurora. We're now Calvary Church, but in so many ways, the same church, and also so many ways, a very different church as God has grown us and matured us. So I, I just want to encourage you, whatever station you're listening on, it is owned by a church, so would you please uh, support local Christian radio by giving to the station that you're listening to right now? If you're listening on the Radio by Grace Network, support them. Hope FM, support them. Truth FM, support them. Radio by Grace, support them. Of course, here on Grace FM, support us. Uh, and even what would help even more, every little bit counts, but I'll tell you what helps even more is a generous repetitive gift where it's just automatic and you set it up. We have automatic bills. We have automatic um, things that we have to invest in that happen every day, all day, even something simple like putting gasoline into one of the vans as, you know, we have a brother here that goes uh, to different events to promote the station and he has to put gas in the van, Um, that type of stuff. From that to to the electric bill, (laughs) The electric bill is amazingly high and getting higher, uh, but that's how radio works. Um, so support local Christian radio. Uh, I know the quality of your station sounds amazing, and it sounds like a corporation are, are producing it, but it's not. It's just a local church, 
And uh, you may not even think your giving will be significant, but you'd be surprised what $20 or $50 or $100 a month combined with thousands of people giving, uh, what that can do. Um, and and I know that there's always uh, uh, thoughts of expanding. And we really, I know uh, Hope FM, Radio by Grace, Grace FM, absolutely want to expand and are actively seeking to expand our reach. So it'd be great. Appreciate it. And everyone that does give, thank you. 303-690-3000, Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome to the program. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, my name is Hi, I have a question okay. and a prayer request. All right. Okay, the question is, I've always wondered, okay, when the Lord um, took Job's family, yes. as well as all his livestock and all, and he rewarded him back double, how was it that he was rewarded back with the loss of his children? I, I didn't quite understand that. Well, the what the Bible is intending to say is that the the end the the end of the trial ended with abundance of children born to him and his wife. It doesn't mean that his previous children are replaced. They'll never be replaced. Uh, there'll always be a void in their hearts. There'll always be grief. Um, but the reality of him continuing to live his life, at the end, he received more children than than what he lost. He received more money uh-huh. than he lost, more servants. Like it's basically a comparison of uh-huh. the end of the trial compared to the beginning. You know, on something simple, let's just say uh, we were uh, we. We were going somewhere and we lost a hundred dollars. At the end of the trial, we ended up getting two hundred dollars. Um, it, it it doesn't replace what is lost, but it does reflect that there was an abundant grace shown uh, to the person, and the measurement, the way it's measured, was double. Okay, okay, I understand. Yes. Okay, yes, I understand. That's that, a great that, question. More clearly for me. Yes, yes you're welcome. Okay, and the next one is a prayer for me, please. Okay. Um, I've just gotten out of a relationship with a young man that I thought we were going to marry, and it ended. And, um, you know, it's just a sad event because I've always wanted to be married. Yes. Never been married. And, uh, you know, I've spoken with the Lord about it because he said that he created a woman for a man to be his helpmate. Yes. And I don't understand why is it that, you know, some people go through life without ever having that in which, you know, most of us want, you know, as a woman, most of Absolutely. us want to be married. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting, it's in, singleness is an interesting uh, position to be in as it progresses over time, especially with the desire to be married uh, because there, there is a sense of contentment and fulfillment in the life that you have now, but there's also an anticipation of more, and that God would give you the desires of your heart. And and I ministered to singles for many, many years. And, you know, just listening to you when you say, I was gonna I was in a relationship with a man, thought we were gonna get married, now we're not. There there's two things I'd like to say. First I would say, um that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um and you look at it and go, How could that possibly be a good thing? Well you've Hi. learned you've learned of one more man that God does not intend for you to spend the rest of your life with. This is not the man. And as much as you wanted him to be the man, 
through the courting process and the dating process, you have now found out he's not the man. And as much as you do want to be um, uh, living out that that biblical truth that woman was made to complement man and that you specifically were created to complement man, you have to read the Bible carefully, right? It's not any man and it's not every man. It is the right man. And you now have learned that this guy is not the right man for you. Um, And so on one hand, I congratulate you. On the other hand, I also uh, feel with you. It is not a good feeling to go through a breakup, to go through what you just described in terms of who will it be and God, what are you doing with my life? And and but I, I don't I think it helps to take away to some degree, not completely, but it does help to take away to some degree that feeling that you're experiencing that's negative, just to say, God, thank you for revealing to me the man you don't want me to marry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Father, I pray for my sister in her singleness. It is two sides of the coin, very hurt and frustrated and wondering and bewilderment about my sister's future. But on the other hand, God, you are revealing to her uh, that this is not the man, uh, that there is someone else uh, and it's not him. And so I pray for that someone else. I pray, God, that in the waiting you would strengthen my sister, that she might be able to live, that she would fulfill what your Bible says, that for the single person in this season of singleness that she's in, that she would devote herself wholly to you, Lord, during this time, in full anticipation that singleness won't last forever. And once she marries, she'll then pay attention to her husband and have other responsibilities that right now she can devote herself fully to you. And so I pray that into her life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just want to end with this. Everything that you have just said was very comforting to me, and it really was. It really did touch me, and it filled the hole. Mm. And I just thank you once again. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. And I do think it's for many, many that are single listening. It's such a challenging uh, place to be. Even for those that are content in their singleness, it's still a very challenging place to be. And so is marriage. Marriage has its own challenges, uh, and life is challenging. Remember from the, from the fall of man, the curse messed everything up. The curse changed everything and made things that were intended to be fully enjoyable now tainted by sin and the consequences of sin. And so singleness has its own challenges. Marriage has its own challenges. Widowhood, widowerhood. It all has its own challenges, and may the Lord strengthen us in the place where he has us, that we might learn contentment abiding in him. 303-690-3000, got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Here's a great question uh, that came in through text. Does God still have wrath, or was his wrath satisfied when Jesus died and paid for our sins? That's a really insightful question, and you may be surprised by my answer. So let me answer it as you asked it. Does God still have wrath? Yes. Or, and I would change that, or to and. 
It's not or, it's and. Does God still have wrath? Yes. And was his wrath satisfied when Jesus died and paid for our sins? Yes. Yes, they're both true. Does God still have wrath? Yes. His wrath is upon unbelieving, unrepentant, rebellious sinners. And in the last seven years of human history, uh, the Bible describes the wrath of the Lamb. Um, And I had it pulled up. Now it's lost. Let me find it here. Uh, In Revelation, you know, my goodness, I had it all queued up for you and I lost it. So let me get back to Revelation chapter 6, verse 16. Those that were under, as the judgment begins, those under judgment say, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. And that's why we, one of the side reasons why we believe in a pre-tribulational rapture, because the rapture is the wrath of God. But for believers, the wrath of God has been satisfied. So you think, well, wait a minute, if the wrath of God has been satisfied, why does he still have it? Well, the wrath of God has been satisfied as it relates to the receiving of the forgiveness of sins. The blood of Jesus Christ is the full payment, payment in full for the sins of all those who will turn to him and receive the reprieve. If you don't return to him, if you don't turn to him and receive uh, the reprieve, then you live with the wrath of God upon you. The Bible says that unbelievers are are natural children of wrath. And so what a good question. There's, because, you, you know, the, 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 one of the things that's being lost in culture today is the nuance, you know, just in the debate, in the common marketplace debate. And the nuance is very important. It, yes, the wrath of God has been satisfied. It's available to anyone who is listening to my voice today. If you do not want to be a child of wrath, if you don't, do not want to experience the wrath of God, if you don't want to see it and experience the eternal consequences of the wrath of God at the end of your life, then it's important that you repent of your sins today and receive the forgiveness of sins, the removal of guilt and shame by the, the full penalty has been, by the full price that's been paid for your, for your life, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be delivered from the wrath of God today and the wrath of God to come. And for those of you that already have, you are under the blood of Jesus and the wrath of God has been satisfied. It's important that you recognize the nuance between those two. So it's not an or question, it's an and. Well, really, it is an or question, but the answer is an and answer. Great question. Love it. 303-690-3000. We're heading up to Greeley now. Nancy, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Hi, you're welcome. I I have a very confusing situation. It it concerns a worker, a co-worker. Okay. And he's getting involved with a woman who follows an Ethiopian Orthodox church. Okay. And he he wasn't really... Um, too much. He calls himself a very religious person. He's starting to fall into this um, faith that she has, and he talks about it a lot, and I find myself being very 
challenged and worried, very worried for him. And the things that he says, I, I counter with what I know. Yes. And, I, and I'm and I not I'm not very good. I get myself um, tongue tied because I wish I knew more. Okay. And as I study, I have a lot of questions. But he finds himself saying that they believe that our the God of our Christian faith is just a smaller, a lesser God compared to the God of the Ethiopian Church. Untrue. And that he, and I, I believe that with all my heart. And he says that Jesus, they believe Jesus is, um, uh, is has only one nature, and is that is divine instead of two that are both divine and human. Correct. Those those two things would be enough to forsake that gathering that calls himself a church. They are not reflecting the true nature of God as reflect as revealed in the scriptures and. You don't even need to go any farther on anything else they teach. If they have Jesus wrong, they're going to have everything wrong. I, I said that to him. I said, you need to be careful. I said, and, 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 and go find someone that can answer these questions for you better. And I, and I, and I gave him some scripture readings to read. Good. That says, and, but, and I, I just find myself getting very upset about it all, and I pray about it that, that he doesn't... Um, go too far, but he's falling in love with this woman, and they, she says, we are the oldest religion. We come, we come from Solomon, who is sure. in the Old Testament, and sure. we follow these Jews, Jews, Jewish practices, and we're very Christian, but we're the oldest Christian church there is. Yeah, there, is no, there is no Christian church that dates back to Solomon. That, that's a category fallacy. Uh, the church begins, you know, some debate in John chapter 20, but most people land in Acts, and the church, the, the real church, the identity of the church, the new covenant people, um, really gather together after the resurrection of Jesus. It doesn't date back to Solomon. I, I've, I've given him several listings to read. I don't know if he'll read it or he'll continue to follow. So I, with all that being said, I, I just would like a prayer Yes, being said for him, because I feel like, you know, we just talked about before this your time on the radio. They were talking about how Jesus will go out and find the lost sheep, and they talked about the parable of the one sheep that was lost. Yes, and he's the good shepherd. But I pray that I know Jesus has him, but I don't think this friend of mine has Jesus in his heart to know. Okay, what is better? Well, Father, I pray that these interactions would lead to salvation. Um, that truly um, um, there would be a demonstration of your love, um, that he would sense it. There already, I guess there, there already is a demonstration of your love through my sister, but I pray that it would also be used to anchor um, what she says in the truth, uh, that he would receive it, that that he would... Um, turn from some of the weird teachings that he's holding to and truly turn his life toward the truth, worshiping the one true God. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm really encouraged by these testimonies of men and women living out the gospel in the marketplace, living out the gospel in their community, it's really been an emphasis here at Calvary Church the last, you know, post-pandemic. We finished the book of Hebrews, 
and I am now teaching in the book of Acts. I think this is our third time through Acts as a church um, because it's so foundational, we need to keep repeating it. Maybe I'd be a little bit faster in finishing the whole Bible if I didn't repeat books, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit wanted us to go through. It's a whole new church, by the way. Maybe you're feeling that, Pastor, or in your own church, you guys that uh, have come back after the pandemic and such. It just feels like a brand new church and so many new people. And where did everyone go? All those feelings are normal. Churches around the country, even around the world, are feeling the same way. And because our church is so new, I believe it's important they understand that we don't look to church growth models. We don't look to the latest books or the big denominations, how to grow your church. In order to live out our life, we really want to model. It won't be a one-to-one. We're not in the first century anymore. So it won't be one-to-one model. We won't uh, duplicate or mimic Uh, one-for-one, the early church, but we will learn the principles of the early church that will help us to apply them now. The history of our church is in the book of Acts. That is uh, the origin of our church. It's the origin of your church. If you're in a real God-honoring church, the origin of your church is the book of Acts. And the theme we've been hitting on is be the church, be the church, be the church, be the church. And we're actually starting a series uh, we've already started like a mini series. We're in Acts six. Uh, the widows were there. The disciples, the apostles, were not going to leave prayer in the Word of God. They chose seven men, um, the, these of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit. They started ministering to the needs of the of the congregation, and it was just such a great time to stop. And we're going to learn the seven primary spiritual gifts. And, and if you don't know your spiritual gift, if you follow us, you can get our app. Just put my name in the app store, Ed Taylor. Just put my name, our our app will pop up. You can watch us live. You can listen to the archives there. You can actually listen to Grace FM live there as well. And uh, we're going to go through the gifts. This Sunday or this weekend, we do Saturday service as well, is the gift of prophecy. And I'll just give you a little sneak peek. The gift of prophecy is a verbal gift, and the New Testament gift of prophecy is speaking forth the Word of God. Speaking forth the Word of God. And I'll explain it all this weekend Lord willing, uh, but follow along. Get our app. <clears throat> it is just put my name. Best way to we've been looking. We were looking at the app stores recently and saw that Calvary Church is a dozens and dozens of Calvary churches, uh, but there's only one with my name. So just put my name in there uh, if you want to connect with us. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand, Baltimore, Maryland. Lynn, welcome to the program. Praise the Lord, Pastor Ed. How are you? I'm doing well, Lynn. How are you? All right, yeah, just get to the point. Okay, um, great. It's r- ironic, as I was listening, you were talking about, you know, grieving in other manners, and um, actually today is the um, two-year anniversary of my middle son's um, passing. I'm very sorry. But I'm actually, um, but I believe he's with the Lord, so That's I'm right. okay um, with that. But, um, of course, I miss him, but um, I'm grieving for um, one of my sons that, you know, because of an incarceration, and, you know, that's on his record, um, it's like he really has a hard time, and I just see him being shot down all the time, and it's it's very hard. And I just want to touch and agree, and I, I know that there are prayers, um, you know, there's power in, in numbers. And yes. God says in Matthew eighteen nineteen, um, any two of us touch and agree, and it shall be done. Yes. So I just want to ask the saints of God and you, of course, to just pray, touch and agree for Travis and all those that are struggling with things in their past that kind of, keep them from going forward, or it seems like the doors continue to be uh, shut, 
And, um, you know, but as a mom um, of a mother of faith, I continue to believe God. I know he has a calling on his life. There's a lot of our our children. And um, if the enemy can't get um, to us, he will work through our children. And he will try to discourage us through our children and things not, you know, so we can grieve in that manner. So like I said, it's very ironic that you mentioned that this evening. Can I clarify? I might have missed. Is your son currently incarcerated or did he get out? No, no, he he was. Okay, great. Uh, And he's looking for work? Yes. All right. He wants to do his own. He wants to get his own business. He did get out there every penny he had, but it didn't go so well. Yes. And I just saw him just like the faith just sucked out of him. You know, whether they say the the wind from your sail, yep. <laughs> or however it. the saying goes, and it's very yep. hard, and I try to be uplifting and um, encouraging, and I just ask God all the time when he goes out here every day to just put men of God in his path, um, just to uplift him. All right, let's pray. Father, I pray for my sister Lynn. I pray for the grief she carries day by day. Uh, yes, we're encouraged. Our kids are in the in the, in, in the eternal uh, presence of you, Jesus, and we're very happy for them. But like your word says, we're not grieving for our children. We're grieving for ourselves and our own loss and the, the, just the, the design. Like um, we weren't designed to bury our children. Our children should be burying us. So I pray for Lynn on that ongoing grief. I also pray, God, for her son who's very much alive. One son is very much alive in the presence of Jesus and her other son's very much alive on the earth today. And I pray, God, you would make a way where there is no way, uh, that you would open doors for him to be successful in business, successful in a new career, in a, in a, um, in a world that is very prejudicial, um, especially those who carry criminal backgrounds, just kind of thinking, no, there's no hope uh, or no chance of change. I pray that you would put him in front of an HR rep or someone that's hiring that would look past his look past his past into his future and see potential and give him a chance. And I know, Lord, that you have the right people at the right place. So cl- open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, I agree with this prayer. Amen. Thank you. And I'm going to sow the biggest seed I can sow to Hope FM. Bless you, Pastor. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you for supporting Hope FM. I know Pastor Bill and the team will be very encouraged, number one. And number two, if you would allow me, I'd like to give you a gift, and I'd like to sow something into your life. Would that be okay? Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so here I'm, I'm going to put you on hold. Kevin is going to uh, get your address so I can drop a book in the mail for you as a gift. Uh, and it was a book I wrote after my son passed away. Okay, thank you so much. All right, I'm gonna put Love you on the hold. show. Love right. it. Bye bye. Hey, so thank you for Lynn being the example of supporting local Christian radio, Truth FM, Radio by Grace, Hope FM. Um, did I forget Truth, Hope, Grace FM? I forget. I'm sorry. It's been a pretty challenging day, but my mind will wrap around wherever you're listening to this. Um, and you have capacity. I know the economy has been challenging and inflation. And and it can also, you know, with the challenging economy, it could just get our eyes off of um, what God, God tells us to be faithful with our resources, no matter what the economy is. And I know it's harder and I know it's more challenging. And I know you need to pray and how God, how you're going to use the increase in your life. 
But I just want to encourage you, don't neglect your tithes to your local church, even when things are tough. And don't neglect the generosity of offerings and blessings um, and above and beyond generosity, that we wouldn't be so tight-fisted and self-centered and selfish. I know I'm not in any way minimizing the difficulties we're facing in our economy right now, um, but you can't take it with you. So bless someone and encourage someone. God can always replace money, but character is developed over time. And if you start becoming tight-fisted because of the economy, others will hurt. And the one that will hurt the most is you. And so please, you know, these are not fundraising appeals. These are just relationships. We're inviting you into a relationship. And, and more than anything, you please don't give to a radio station before your local church. Your local church is the hope of our community, the hope of our generation. But radio and everything, it's, these are ministries of churches. And if it's blessed you, you know it's blessed thousands of other people. I mean, literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people listen to radio and we're just grateful. So thank you for allowing me a small part in your life to be used greatly um, in your life. It's, a, it's humbling, um, and it's a privilege. And I pray you join me in serving. Jump in. Go into ministry like the brother. You know, he's going to seminary. Get trained. Start serving in your church. Serve Sunday school. Let's be used in these last days. See you tonight at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Church, in person, online. We're looking at Genesis 8. Come into the ark. Get out of the ark. It's awesome. See you tonight. Bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.